Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Hello, hello, and welcome to this very special episode of Generation Ag. We are releasing a bonus episode for you today, and it's a super special bonus episode, but I'm not going to tell you why. I'm not even going to introduce today's guest, except to tell you that she's a super special gal, and we're excited for the announcement we're making in this episode. Here we go. Hello, Miss Shannon Beattie. Welcome to the Generation Ag Podcast. We are super excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Never thought this would happen. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, um, before we jump in, I think it's important to introduce Shannon as she's one of my best friends in the whole world. Um, She's a bridesmaid at my wedding. We've known each other since university. Um, And now I'm super excited because she's a journalist at the Farm Weekly. So we have a lot to do with each other in our work lives as well. But before we get into work... Tell us about your upbringing. It's a good question. Uh, I like to say that I'm a country kid. <laughs> it's a lie. I am not. <laughs> um, I spent three years living in Broome when I was a kid from when I was about five to when I was eight. Uh, and other than that, I spent my entire childhood living in Perth in Bull Creek. Like I'm the very definition of born and bred city girl. Um, but having spent some time in the Kimberley when I was a kid, um, I got really into the outdoors and camping and just loved being outside. Um, and then from there, I yeah ended up obviously going through primary school and high school and all those bits and pieces. Um, I was in year 10 when I decided I wanted to be a journalist. Um, it was my uh, shout out to Mr. Gaddy, high school <laughs> English teacher who suggested it to me. Um, and yeah, ended up uh, going to Murdoch um, and studying journalism and history. So I did a double degree um, and yeah, just fell in love with it. I ended up actually moving overseas for a couple of years after uni, came back um, and moved up to the Pilbara, uh, which is definitely where my affinity for sort of the regions really set itself in stone I always knew that I was more of a country kid at heart but spending two years living in the Pilbara I just loved the community feel of being in a smaller town Um, I mean I was in Caratha so it's not tiny by any means you know you've got 20,000 people there but it's still a lot smaller than Perth Um, but the people are just friendly and it's all about being outside it was BCFing fun, boating, camping, fishing, that's all anyone did. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, and I started at Farm Weekly in February, so about six months or so on the job now, uh, knowing absolutely nothing about agriculture when I started, which is shameful given the fact that my dad actually grew up on a farm. Uh, so my grandparents, um, well, my dad was a fourth generation farmer out in Yellowring, and my level of agricultural knowledge is was shameful considering uh, the fact that that's where my dad's from. <laughs> it's amazing how um, insular you can be from something that's only one step removed from the life you've had. Like how easy would it have been to have asked your dad or um, your family questions and it just never comes up? It's been crazy. And I've even been back to the family farm when I was a kid as well. It's not like I'd never been there, but I just never... I think the main thing is that I didn't know what questions to ask in the first place. And it was incredible the first time I saw my granddad once I'd been at Farm Weekly for about two months. um, And I asked him all of these questions about 
what type of farm they were because I didn't even know if they were cropping or cattle or sheep (laughs) and found out that they were sheep and cropping and what they used to plant and how many hectares they had and all this information that I didn't know but I didn't know because I didn't know what questions to ask in the beginning that was it like I just had no idea what information I was even supposed to be aware of uh, and then he's super proud of me when my grandpa rings me at 5.30 every Friday afternoon <laughs> to discuss them with that week's headlines and proudly tells anyone who will listen that I write the entire paper. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love how grandparents are so supportive. But I feel like it's quite interesting to even hear about the sort of the fact that your dad, obviously, he's not back on the farm, which is, um, you know, fine, but it's definitely just that one generation skip that mm-hmm. there can be such a disconnect or mm. a misunderstanding because it obviously it wasn't your dad's passion so he hadn't you know let you guys sort of in on that and really educated you because he wasn't that interested in it exactly that's so true and my 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 my, my poor grandparents they had three boys uh in their families my dad's the youngest of three all boys and not one of them went back to the farm um so the farm is still in the family it ended up getting sold to a cousin which is nice Mm -hmm. uh but yeah none of the boys were interested none of my cousins have any idea of you know what how our parents grew up either mm-hmm. uh but it is interesting now after all of these years that my dad is now back in agriculture as well after 40 <laughs> odd years what's your dad farm. doing now uh, so he's now the chief executive officer of the Noongar Land enterprise group mm. um running the show there so it's just strange that uh you know none of us have had anything to do with ag for so many years me and my grandparents sold that farm I think in the mid 80s and no one's had anything to do with ag since. Mm. And within three months, Dad and I both ended up in the same industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a sign from the universe, yeah. that's what I say. I do think it's very interesting because, yeah, you either have those families like, well, when I talk about mine, my entire family are back in ag. Mm-hmm. Every single one. <laughs> Everyone. There isn't one person, whether it's like me, where it's, you know, PR, which is a very different industry, or, you know, my cousins are in agribusiness mm-hmm. and um, in a finance. Like, it's it's interesting, mm-hmm. that dynamic to see, you mm-hmm. know, do people go mm-hmm. back into it or, mm-hmm. you know, do they go in different paths and then your dad, you know, 30 years later has mm-hmm. ended up back in it. It's, it's such a bizarre industry and I think this is what it's so great that we get to do the podcast because we can talk about all these different avenues mm. and different stories which I feel like everyone gets these full circle moments so it's really cool. Mm. It is cool and I think the difference is though that one of the things you don't realise is how many different careers there are within mm-hmm. ag you know and that's why you know dad wasn't in it for such a long time and he still knows nothing about ag mm. but he's there as a businessman not as anything else not because mm. he suddenly remembers how to grow great crops you would have absolutely no idea (laughs) yeah but he's there serving a different purpose yeah he he brings his own skill set um it's actually funny you said that because um in the episode that went up um on monday ollie from humans of agriculture he said the same thing like it doesn't matter what sector of industry you want to work in whether you're a health worker a teacher or and anything any skill set you can either bring to agriculture if it's not agriculture you can bring it to the regions Mm -hmm. and yeah, I think it's just so important just to keep highlighting that you can go away and you can build a career, but you can have a meaningful impact back in agriculture if you want to. Mm. Um, there's something for everybody, which is really, really cool. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that's definitely something that is more relevant than ever before. One thing I want to know mm-hmm. is I think it's really interesting um, when you go to school and you get influenced. And I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about this, that the career we kind of wanted when we were 18 or, you know, even in mm-hmm. high school. So how did, I mean, you obviously said you were influenced by a teacher to do mm-hmm. journalism, but was there one key point or there a couple of different things that sort of journalism was the direction for you? Well, I was useless at maths and science, (laughs) so that definitely pointed me in the right direction. No, when I was in year eight and nine, I really wanted to be a surgeon because I was obsessed with Grey's Anatomy. Uh, (laughs) And then I found out going into year 10 that if I wanted to do that, I was going to have to do your chemistries and your physics and your highest maths in year 11 and 12. Mm. Uh, And that was just a solid no-go for me. (laughs) Um, I haven't done any maths since year 10. It's been a while. Uh, But no, I was sitting there um, and went through a couple of English classes um, and um, yeah, was doing a few assignments. Um, I'm writing a few essays. Uh, my teacher pulled me aside and sort of said to me, like, you know, you're really good at this. Like, you can pretty much string a sentence together really well. Like, you've got a good concept of, of how it all works. I mean, he actually asked me if I'd ever thought about being a writer, a creative writer, an author. Uh, and the answer to that was no, because the idea of writing you know, however many pages and however many words was terrifying uh, and I do not have the patience for it. Uh, so I told him, no, there was no way I was ever going to write a book. Um, to which he... Never say never. <laughs> to which he instead suggested that maybe I should consider journalism and it was never something that I'd looked into at all before. Um, but he suggested that given my love of English um, and how, how good I was at it, that um, it could be something that I should pursue. Um, I also loved history, um, which kind of ties in obviously with the writing side of things as well and all of the essays and everything. Um, so it was just from there something that I looked at and looked at a few different courses. Um, I actually went to UWA to begin with for um, about a semester and a half um, before I moved to Murdoch. Um, their course wasn't quite journalism specific, um, but I got really lucky. The fact that I had a teacher that was invested enough in me to point me in the right direction. I honestly don't know what I would be doing now if he hadn't have suggested that to me. When I don't I think was that's luck 15. though. I think luck finds you when you when you really put yourself out there in, in something and you work really hard at something. I think it's the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the, you make your own luck, really. Essentially, like it's. I think your teacher, if you asked him today, I'm sure he would say you know she really showed that she was keen and that's how (laughs) again if you do ask my parents they will tell you that when I was a kid and we were playing you know dress ups and various other things I used to make tv sets out of boxes Mm. and sit in it and pretend Mm. to be a news news reporter Mm. so according to them I was always destined to be a journalist but I have no recollection of that happening and there is no photo evidence so I don't know if I believe it I don't know (laughs) so destined to be a journalist but uh destined to be an ag journalist is a different concept entirely I'm sure talk to us about the decision to become a journalist for the farm weekly or even to apply for that job in the first place yeah so I was living in the Pilbara in Caratha um, and I loved my job there I loved the people as I said I loved the town um, but I'd been away you know been in the Pilbara for almost two years and before that I had been um, over in Scotland for almost two years it had been close to four and a half years almost that I'd been away from home for away from my family away from my friends Um, so I just decided that it was time to move home I decided I wanted to move back to Perth um, and journalism jobs in the city are few and far between one really can't be fussy uh, about what they take and to be honest that was the reason I applied for the job it came up and I went I'm a journalist (laughs) 
I Shannon can do had that. no idea what she was getting herself in <laughs> um, for. I, uh, so yeah, I got, got an interview. Um, I must have said something right. I actually <laughs> called Kayla when I got the interview and she gave me a few hot tips on uh, some words to say. Told me that they'd make sure I'm calling them commodities and not products. That was the big one that I remember. Good piece of advice I got. Thanks, Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> um, know but, the difference between wheat and barley. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's important things to know. Um, but yeah, they were really great and they made it very clear in the interview that they were looking for um, journalists who had been in regional areas who understood the Mm. idea of living and being in the country um, and who were passionate about journalism in general because they figured that you can teach ag but you can't teach someone to be passionate about the country that Mm. has to be built into someone yeah um so that's as far as I'm aware you would have to check with the bosses but as far as I'm aware (laughs) that's why they decided to give me the job uh and it was a still is but especially the first couple of months was a steep learning curve I knew nothing Mm. and as much as Lavinia might have said it know the difference between weed and barley I really didn't (laughs) I had no idea I knew one was for bread and one was for beer and that's that, a was, good that, was, start. that was that was about all I knew. That's yeah. a good start. You'll get there. Uh, so yeah, there were lots of things. Um, I came on as a grains writer, still mm. am, uh, and there was just so much to it that I never imagined that I would be covering mm. so many different facets to it, um, which have all been really, really interesting, and that's what I love about it. I honestly, when I started, I didn't know if I was going to enjoy it or not because I didn't know enough about what I was going to be writing about to know. Um, but all of the different things, honestly, I thought I was going to be writing about crops and that was about it. Uh, you didn't even realise no, the politics, did no, you? <laughs> and that's maybe 10% of what I do is writing about, you know, what farmers have put in the ground. And there is so much more to it uh, that I never expected. And there were some really big things that happened. Um, obviously, all of the CBH drama that I've been covering that happened within my first mm. two weeks of being on the job. <laughs> that really all kicked off. Yeah. Remember my second day on the job, I got sent out to the launch of a new barley variety by Intergrain. And that was, you know, I was interviewing their head breeder and... Not a clue. Mm. Not a clue what he was talking about. It was it was really intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I got there. And I'm muddling, yeah. muddling through. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> that is my biggest motto in life. And it gets you far. And, you know, with people in ag, you ask them how their crops are and how the weather is and you've got to start of a conversation. Weather. Weather's such a good <laughs> – I've never thought I would talk about the weather so much. And actually be – like, it's not a mundane conversation like it is. It's not small talk. That is important conversations yeah. to yeah, be having. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and that's – just like the tip of the iceberg. Also never thought that every time it rained, I would sit there and wonder to myself, oh, I wonder where that's hitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so true though. Oh my gosh. And what other cool things have you like been covering or working on that have just like really made you want to dig your heels in? Um, to me, it's definitely been the research side of things that I found so fascinating because I just never realised that there was that much. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but when I first started, I had no idea. Like I knew the wheat was a thing I didn't know that there were different varieties of it Mm. and that people actually bred those to be better in certain conditions and to meet certain standards and that side of things I found so so interesting Um, I did a really cool story on um, some chickpea research that's going on and them using LED lights to speed up the amount of time that it takes to breed a new chickpea variety Mm -hmm. that was mind-blowing that's yeah futuristic so much like star trek level (laughs) sci-fi stuff going on that they're doing um which is so so important um and yeah just all of the research that goes into 
um, you know, herbicide um, tolerance and resistance and all of those sort of things. There's just so much to it that I never thought was possible. Um, so yeah, it's definitely for me, the research and the breeding has been the two most interesting parts that I just didn't even realize were a thing to begin with. Um, so that, that's been really cool. <laughs> yeah. I think it's definitely an industry that unless you're involved in it directly, there's so many factors and facets and technology and just so much to mm-hmm. soak yourself even just within grains, which mm-hmm. is your mm-hmm. area, like, at, yeah, there's been so much going on. So it's been pretty impressive that you've taken it on and you're an excellent writer. And so oh, it's thanks, pretty, <laughs> pretty nice to read a heap of your articles every week. Guys, if you haven't picked up the Farm Weekly, get onto it. It's the Bible here in WA. Um, <laughs> what's one thing or a key factor to what your job's entailed that you've learned in the last six months? What's something that's really been that big thing? It's just people, which is, it's the same, journalism's the same everywhere. It's all about people, but especially dealing with farmers, Mm. they just want to chat. They love a chat. They love a beer and they love a chat, if there's anything I've learned so far about (laughs) farmers. Love a chat. That's that's the main thing I've learned. But, you know, just calling people, not because you need something from them or because you want something from them, but because you're legitimately interested in Mm. how their season's going and what's happening with them and with their mates. Um, And I think people really respect that when you're not calling necessarily for, you know, Mm. the scoop, but because you know that – they hadn't had a lot of rain and you'd heard some rumours going about that, you know, the area that they live in finally has and you just were calling to see if they got any. And that was it, you know, five minutes on the phone, but just to check in. Um, and that then gets around, I think, that, you know, you're not necessarily always there to try and find out what the hot goss is. Not that I don't love the hot goss. If anyone has a tip, by all means, please email me. We'll take <laughs> any scoops that anyone is willing to provide. But That's why she's friends with us. <laughs> <laughs> Having friends in, in within the industry is it's very useful. But yeah, it's definitely, and you know, the people are so important and that's, mm. that's what agriculture is, is people doing things for other people. That's what every farmer is doing, is making food to serve the rest of the country mm-hmm. so if I can serve them a little bit in some way yeah. then like that's really special to me and really important to me I've always said that with my job I want to be at least be able to think that I'm making a difference in some way and I like to think that by you know reporting on the things that I report on it helps people yeah. make decisions and know what's going on in the wider world so yeah Yeah, it's pretty cool. So what's one thing, obviously COVID's been a bit of a spanner in the works and I think for you a bit more as we've talked about off air, um, you haven't been able to travel as Mm. much, which is probably, I don't think it helps because you're trying to put all these ideas together and sometimes you have to actually get out onto a farm Mm -hmm. to actually see it in person. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to know, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? What's coming up? That. I cannot wait for harvest. Uh, I, uh, like, I just I want to sit on some machines. Like, I haven't got to do that yet. I missed, first I missed all of seeding. Like I didn't get to sit on a spreader or on anything and experience that. Yeah. Um, so I cannot wait to go to someone's farm and just spend the day driving around yeah. like, that's all i want to do good spring in the canola crops isn't too yeah, bad either yeah. actually yeah yeah, you know? yeah i feel like anyone who loves their machinery send generation ag a dm we'll get shannon out there <laughs> cannot She'll wait love it. the bigger the better <laughs> <laughs> i love it and what else have we got exciting coming up this year maybe it's a good segue into what's coming down the pipeline go ahead and announce ahead. the new news yeah so uh there is a, a sneaky new podcast coming out uh from general 
generation ag uh, that I'm sure a lot of people would have seen floating about. Uh, <laughs> Farmers and Charmers is a new project that Lavinia and I are working on together with the assistance of Kayla, of course, because we are useless without her. <laughs> um, she saves us a lot. <laughs> uh, but Farmers and Charmers is a dating uh, podcast for single Aggies living out in the regions. Aggies over the age of 24, we are looking for your future husband or wife. Uh, but it's not just for farmers, even though the name would suggest farmers only. It is for any ag professional living out in a regional area yeah. who's looking for love. And we're going to help, hopefully. Me- <laughs> mechanics, agronomists, you're working in an ag business of any type. Auctioneers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. just working on a farm as a mm-hmm. farmhand. Like mm-hmm. there's, yeah, stocky, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Trucky, we want to hear from you mm-hmm. if you're looking for love and you're living in Western Australia. That is correct. And yeah, far and wide, if you're working up on a pastoral station in the Kimberley, get in touch. We're, not, we're really not picky about where you come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd love a bit of diversity. It'd be yeah, awesome. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you're listening to this episode on the day it gets released, that's Friday, that means applications are open right now. So head to the Generation Ag website or our social media. I'm sure we'll be all over that. Um, yeah. Head and apply if you're interested because we're super excited. And if you have any questions, DM us, email us, message us across any of our platforms. We're happy to answer it. Mm -hmm. But Shannon, I think there's something that a lot of people want to know and I think they want to know a little bit about what qualifies us. (laughs) That has been the biggest question. I've had a lot of queries and I know you have too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd love you to – obviously we're going to do – podcast episode over on the as the pre-intro episode on farmers and charmers so guys if you really want to know a lot go over there but just a little segment or segue what Mm -hmm. what qualifies you to do this podcast to be honest absolutely nothing (laughs) (laughs) no I well I'm a romantic at heart which I think to run a dating podcast you know we, we plan on taking people's applications and actually matchmaking we're going to read through all of them there's a bunch of questions we're going to get people to answer Mm. it requires time and Mm. effort and you're going to have to believe in love Mm -hmm. to be able to want to put in that time and effort um i'm also single and know (laughs) how hard dating is um and this is the big thing and this is why um you know i think lavinia and i sort of started in the first place it's hard being a single female in the city having to swipe on the apps and God knows whatever else, which means I can only imagine how difficult it would be for someone who's living in a regional area with maybe three other single people in their town and they come to the city every couple of months. Then it's really hard for them to meet someone. Mm, And if I know how hard it is in my situation, I can really empathise with how difficult it is in someone else's. Mm. Um, And frankly, I'm a little over my own dating life, so I'm just going to get really invested in everyone else's (laughs) instead. You took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Vin? What qualifies you? Um, Well, (laughs) I feel like a lot of people will really get to know my personality a lot more in this show because I think I'm very serious when it comes to work. Um, But this is really going to be – I love giving unsolicited advice. Everyone who knows me knows that. I will give you advice on your relationship even if you don't want it because I know what's right. (laughs) um yeah (laughs) so I have um been single for a while now but I yeah my personal life is not really my priority I think having a relationship early on in my um 
late teens that I put everything into, I came out of that realizing exactly what I didn't want in a relationship. And I think then dating since then, I've just learned a lot. And I guess having divorced parents, you really get some, um, a lot of emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and we've all three been through that. So yeah, I don't know. It will be interesting. And I know a lot of um, WA single farmers and I've already damned a lot of you. You know who you are. And I'm excited to see everyone find love. I think it is something that a lot of people are seeking mm. out and it is harder now mm. to meet someone. So, you know, to be mad to meet someone on your own level, I think that's really exciting. Mm. The one disclaimer I will put in is that if there are any successful relationships from this podcast, <laughs> we'll- Lavinia and I do expect to be invited to the wedding. <laughs> like, we'll MC it. I was going to say, I will be the MC. I'll be the celebrant. I don't really mind. Whatever whatever role you want. Yeah, I'll be a flower girl. Good in a dress. Whatever role you want to give me. We'll be there. Yeah. And it's really poignant times as well. You know, we've everyone's been through. 2020 is a mess. It's been a mess for everybody. Guys, Kanye just announced he's running for president. I don't even know what's going on in the world anymore. Yeah. And like, it'll just be nice for all of us to have some fluff come up on the airwaves every couple of, you know, every week uh, in a couple of months' time. So um, I think that was a big motivating factor as well. It's just mm-hmm. good, lighthearted, fun, but also, yeah, we're all romantics at heart. So how nice to believe in love. Yeah, I believe in it. <laughs> I a skeptic. I, no, I, I do. I just not excited. for myself. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone else. In the movies, of Look, course. I, yeah. I'm sure that for everyone, I believe there is somebody and I'm hoping that we get to help make some people's dreams come true. It'll be yeah. exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. And we're taking this very seriously, so everyone knows. Like, yes. I'm dead set about it. It's and so legit. so everyone knows, uh, the only people planning on embarrassing themselves <laughs> in the process of this podcast is Lavinia and I. Yeah. You guys are good. Like, we're legitimately invested in your love life. We do not plan on making a fool of you. Yeah. Just, Just ourselves. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're really good at. <laughs> so you want to learn more about um, some uh, dating stories? We'll share that along the way as well. We just thought it'd be fun to, you know, add in some um, dating tips and dating stories and get everyone in the community, you know, sending in their stories. I think it's a really fun thing to do and get everyone involved in. Yeah, for sure. So, guys, when is it coming online? Should be online right about now, mm-hmm. I, I believe. Yes. If the you jump on over to the Farmers Applications, yes. Applications, the pre-intro ramble episode of us, mm-hmm. which I think everyone will love to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be very exciting. So please send your applications in. Also, if you've got a friend who's scared to or not sure if they are. Dob them in. Dob mm-hmm. them in. Um, if you're not, not sure about it, send us a message and we're happy to talk to you. Like you can even like we can set up a chat. Uh, we just want to yeah, help people who might not have been able to put themselves out there, maybe meet the perfect person mm. at the perfect time. Mm. And if you have any friends living in the city who you think would want to date a farmer or an Aggie, tell them to apply too. For sure. So we need them as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. With the ca- this is great because you guys will do all the hard work because anyone who comes on the podcast and goes on these dates, you've already vetted the fact that they're interested in someone interested in dating someone living in the region so that hard part is already over yeah they're at least aware that you live 400 kilometers away yeah yeah so it's a good starting step (laughs) yeah and the questions are very strategically done so that it's really going to match people not only their value system or how they see their life but it's about seriously finding a partner it's not about you know a one-off thing it's yeah we're we're not looking for that we're looking for people who genuinely want to find a connection Mm, absolutely um and 
then it will be live. The episodes will go live in time for Harvest this year. So that just makes Harvest even more exciting. I mean, what better way to spend 25 hours of your day but listen to Generation <laughs> Zag Farmers and Charmers? You're really going to have nothing better to do with your time while you're sitting there driving around. So tune in. <laughs> so, guys, um, if you're excited to go and find more um, – Vin and Shannon are getting on to do a quick introductory episode, which will also be live right now um, on the Farmers and Charmers channel. So go head on over and look for Farmers and Charmers on whatever podcast app you're using and subscribe because uh, there'll be heaps of cool stuff coming down the airwaves on that channel later in the year. How exciting. Woo! Very excited. <laughs> Can't wait. Hey guys, editing Kaylee here. Just with a note to let you all know that at the time of release, the Farmers and Charmers channel is available on Anchor, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But unfortunately, we haven't got approval on Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox or Overcast yet. But hopefully that should come through in the next few days. But if you're keen to listen to the introductory episode of Farmers and Charmers, head on over to the two majors, Apple or Spotify, um, and you can listen there. Otherwise, the link to listen online is always available via our website or our Instagram page as well. I'll let you get back into it. So, Shannon, before we wrap it up, I want to get back on to um, a little bit about one piece of advice as becoming a journalist in this industry because I think there would be a lot of people, we have a lot of young listeners who are about to finish school and want to be in this industry but not sure the direction they want to take. What's that piece of advice? Don't be scared. You know, I, as I say, I knew nothing about agriculture coming into this industry, coming into this job. I had absolutely no idea. Um, But everyone in ag is exactly the same in that they want you to be passionate about ag. They want you to be passionate about what it has to offer to the world. They want you to be passionate about the regions. The specifics can be taught and Mm -hmm. the specifics are so much easier to teach than passion. And as I said earlier, that's not something that can be taught at all so if it's something that you're passionate about just do it Mm. and you'll learn the rest along the way there are so many pieces of information and things that I know now that I never thought I would know and I tell other people and they look at me like I'm crazy but I think it's cool and there's other people out there that are going to think the same as well and there are going to be so many people that are so willing to teach you and help you along the way mm. ag is the friendliest industry i think anyone could ever be in and mm. everyone just wants to help everyone else learn and be better mm. yeah absolutely that's such a good piece of advice and i think it's perfect yeah last question we always ask oh. how can people get in touch if they want to learn more about you ah it's a good question uh you can find me on instagram my handle is at shannon m Beatty. uh if you want to follow give me a follow on twitter i am shannon Beatty 2 uh, i post lots of my farm weekly stories up there and uh, my email is shannon.beatty at farmweekly.com.au if you do have any scoops or hot tips that's please uh, do shoot me an email that's b-t-b-e-a-t-t-i-e let me get that, that wrong that is correct there. yeah given that you are my best friend you should really know <laughs> yeah, how to no, no, no. I was like, this You're is gonna cool. come out wrong i knew it was gonna come out wrong but we'll leave it all in the show notes as always and also as 
always on Generation Ag. Um, the bios of our speakers are always on our, our website. website. So if you're interested, head on over there. Um, and yeah, what a great episode. Thank you so much for coming on, Shannon, Thanks finally. <laughs> when you started this podcast in October, <laughs> never did I think I would be a guest on it one day eventually. The universe. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.